The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus Bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 Plus. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's up, guys? This is the Talking to Star podcast. I'm back, and I'm your host, Connor Lazzi. I was absent last week, but Dalton Miller and Cole Patterson held it down on the show. Uh, thank you guys so much for, for picking up my slack, but uh, we're back. The whole gang's back. Dalton Miller Cole Patterson are on the show with me today. How are you guys doing today? Doing pretty good, man. It's good to have you back. Yeah, man. How's the uh, how's the old wedding planning going? That's <laughs> Planning a wedding during it, coronavirus hell, has been absolutely disastrous. So yeah. That's where I was last week. I was at the wedding venue with all the vendors trying to figure out if we do have our wedding in a few months, what it's going to look like, and if we don't, what we're going to do. So, Is it in know. Virginia? Yeah. Are you guys still pretty locked down there, or are you guys opening back up? We're supposed to start phase three tomorrow, actually, so... Mm. We're in phase right. two now, so we're we're, right. we're, get, we're getting there. We've been we've been like the last state that's opened up, which is also why I think we're like one of the only states that isn't seeing this big hit. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean so. that that would that would make a little bit of sense, but that's <laughs> yeah. not what we're here for. Obviously, <laughs> no. we're here to talk football. Yeah, and you guys hit on the defensive line, which was a probably loaded show last week. Uh, there's a ton of guys to talk about. Pass rushers, run stoppers, tons of dudes on the defensive line that are going to be battling it out. But uh, we wanted to talk about the linebackers this real, year. Uh, real quick, I wanted to ask because we talked about this. Right. Yes or no, does Tristan Hill make the football team? Um, I'm going to go with yes. Okay. And the only reason I say that is because Outside of McCoy and Poe, Crawford's probably going to be your starting right defensive end week one. Is that what you guys talk? Did you guys go with that? I I think yeah. we talked we talked about that. Yeah. We still don't know what the heck's going on with Antoine Woods, so you're probably looking at Poe and McCoy, and then Hill and Gallimore is your your top four um, linemen. But, but that's if Woods doesn't come back. Right, and so like, if Woods comes back, does Hill make the team? That's my question. I still think they probably carry yeah. five. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. I, I mean, mean like, you're, you're, you're asking me yeah. what 
I would do is probably a different answer than what they would do. No, I got you. So, but there's, I mean, they're really, it just depends because if, if Gregory comes back, I mean, we're, we're getting off topic, but if Gregory comes back and Alvin Smith's there and healthy, like you're probably seeing Crawford play more of an inside role, which then, you know, you, you don't know. So it's going to really depend on what happens with Gregory. And, and I mean, Alvin Smith has already been reinstated, but yeah, can he play, you know, 60 to 70% snaps a game? Probably not, but you'd be looking at probably Smith and Gregory splitting that time. But you guys talked about that, but let's talk about these linebackers. Um, this is a pretty pretty big group as well. Um, there's been some inconsistency from this group over the last few years. I think uh, this time two years ago we were really optimistic about this group going forward with Leighton Vander Esch, Jalen Smith kind of having that breakout year. Um, and then Sean Lee, you know, not being healthy, but kind of serving as a veteran presence and having some good snaps on um, defense. And then last year happened, and I feel like that group was probably one of the most disappointing groups on the team last year. That's the first question I wanted to ask you guys is, would you say that those linebackers, I mean, Leighton Vander Esch was injured last year, but even when he wasn't injured, I think he was a little bit disappointing. Where would you guys kind of grade the linebacker group um, in 2019 for the Cowboys? Yeah, it was definitely disappointing, all things considering, just because, like you said, we all thought the linebackers were set for the foreseeable future with LVE and Jalen Smith. It looked like LVE was on his way to stardom, and Jalen was showing signs of living up to a little bit of his draft hype, but it didn't really come to fruition last year. Um, Obviously, injuries play a role in that, um, things of that nature. But they definitely took a step back, and they didn't look like the same duo that they were in 2018. I'm not sure what the exact reason is that for if it's Jalen Smith regressing after his contract extension if it's LV with the injuries and those kind of things but I don't know it's it's kind of hard to grade them just based on my uh expectations though I guess I'd probably give them around a C or a D just because I was so high on them going into the season they didn't live up to any of that um throughout the last year yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. I, I think that it was a a pretty underwhelming group overall last year. I felt like there was a lot of uh, gap integrity issues, both between the, the defensive line and with uh, one linebacker in particular. Um, and then, you know, Sean Lee just is kind of, you know, up over the hill. Yeah. And LVE got hurt, and honestly, before he got hurt, he, he wasn't playing at an all-pro level either. I mean, I think, you know, part of that is that, you know, the, the run defense when it comes to the, the defensive line, you know, with, with losing uh, Tyrone Crawford, I think that that really put a, a damper on what they wanted to do uh, in the back end with, with the linebackers. Uh, and, and, you know, with, with Don Terry Poe and with Gerald McCoy, you would hope, that they're able to play their assignment more often um, and allow things to be easier for the the linebackers who are really both chase guys. Um, You know, Jalen Smith will will play physically, but he gets a little bit out of control sometimes when he goes to play physically and really take on blocks. Him and and LVE are both kind of run-down guys, so that's what they want to do, and you have to be able to keep them clean to do that. Yeah, and I think one of my, I guess, maybe 
I mean, again, the the three starters weren't great last year either, but I think the the disappointing thing for me was I really expected more out of Justin March and Joe Thomas in those step-in roles. You know, I I think a lot of people have talked about, like, oh, Joe Joe Thomas could be a starting linebacker in the league. And I'm not saying he was bad last year, but I think he kind of played to a similar level that those other three guys played to, and that was just we wanted to see more, and we never really got that. Um, And, again, he's more of a special teams guy, but I think that – when LVE got hurt and, you know, Sean Lee was, was struggling and Jalen Smith was struggling, Joe Thomas was a guy that I think everyone kind of expected to step up and maybe, you know, take over as the, the best linebacker on the field. I'm not sure we ever saw that either. Um, another guy that I want to talk about a little bit is Luke Gifford. He was a rookie last year, uh, had some injury issues, so he didn't play. Uh, I think he was active the last few games of the year. Um, do you guys see – any circumstance where Luke Gifford could step in and fill a starting role or even a very important rotational role on this team? Dalton, I'll start with you. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we, we didn't get to really see enough of him. We saw the flashes in preseason, and that was kind of it. So, honestly, it's it's a difficult question to answer. It's just kind of based off of that, that small sample size from preseason. And I liked what I saw during preseason, but... At the end of the day, it's it's not the real deal. So I, I don't think he's going to end up having any sort of starter role, uh, but he's somebody who we've seen already can contribute on special teams, and we need that after having a you know historically bad team uh, last year in that respect. All right, Cole, I'm going to ask you a different question, but on a similar level. Francis Bernard is a rookie out of Utah, a guy who had – a pretty impressive college tape. He has some some background issues where he was at BYU. He uh, was suspended from BYU, goes to Utah, mm-hmm. kind of cleans his act up, uh, has some good tape. He was at the Senior Bowl. Um, do you see a circumstance? And that's kind of one of the, the few undrafted free agent guys that I think has a real chance to make the roster. But do yeah. you yourself see an opportunity for Francis Bernard to maybe come in and could even knock off a guy like Luke Gifford or, or Justin March, a guy who's been around for a few years and uh, earn himself a role on the team? I mean, I think there is certainly a possibility. It's because there's a lot of uncertainty behind um, Wayne Banneris and Jalen Smith, even with them to a degree. Um, it's not a lot of proven talent. Um, Dalton kind of touched on it with Gifford. You don't really know what you have. There's obviously flashes you saw in the preseason, things of that nature. Um, Sean Lee is close to the end of his career. So there's certainly the opportunity to be had for um, Bernard. And the Cowboys did invest some money into him. Um, um, when you look at the undrafted free agent money they put into, uh, like, um, all the free agents they signed, he was a guy that, they obviously saw and they liked his tape, as you mentioned. He was first-team All-Pac-12 last year. He uh, He's a good player. I mean, he was, Utah had a lot of studs in that defense, and he certainly fit in right there. Um, it's always a challenge for undrafted free agents to make the team and even have a big role, um, obviously. But I do think he has that chance with all the holes at linebacker. With somebody, somebody needs to step up, and with the new coaching staff, with – the holes at the position, I think he definitely has a chance to at least uh, make the roster, and, we'll, and we can see from there. Awesome. Yeah, we're going to take a break and come back, and then we, we've talked about all the defenders. We've talked about defensive line, the, the secondary, the linebackers. So I really want to look at the defense as a whole and set some expectations for this season. Uh, so we're going to do that after we take a break. We'll be right back. We are talking to Star. Support for this show comes from Stolen Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. 
But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. And we're back on Talking the Star. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, make sure you have subscribed to the podcast feed on all your podcast networks. Uh, if you're, you're an Apple user, just go to Apple Podcasts, type in Blogging the Boys, and hit that subscribe button. Same thing for Android users. Uh, if you use other platforms to listen to your podcast, you can find us on there as well. Just uh, search Blogging the Boys, um, and you can subscribe to all the podcast feeds, uh, all the different podcasts that we have on the uh, show. We have a ton of them now. There's so many, I don't even know how many we have anymore, but uh, you'll get a ton of good content. Um, there's a ton of different voices, a ton of different opinions, so make sure you subscribe to the Blogging the Boys podcast feed on whatever podcast po- platform you use, and uh, keep keep checking in, keep reviewing, keep rating, keep commenting, doing all that so we can keep bringing you content, and uh, we appreciate everyone listening. Um, let's take a look at this defense as a whole. Um, we've been through the defensive line, we've been through the linebackers, we've been through the secondary. The first thing I want to do is I want to set our starting 11 on defense. I want to get the best 11 that we can. We're going to, I guess we're going to vote on it, two or three, we'll, we'll get them on the field. And we're going to set our starting 11 on defense, and then I want to talk about some expectations for this group as a whole going into the year. Um, let's start with the defensive line. We'll start with the left defensive end. I feel like all of us are pretty certain that Demarcus Lawrence, um, even though Twitter might not agree, is, is still a very good pass rusher and a very good defensive lineman, mm-hmm. and he will get the start at left defensive end. And yeah, then yeah. I feel like we're pretty safe to move on to. Let's move on to that uh, three-technique spot. Um, Gerald McCoy is probably the guy penciled in right now to get the start there. Everybody okay with that? Mm-hmm. Don, yep. you got you got any arguments there? Garrett Marino, that's my <laughs> argument. No, uh, there's there's no <laughs> argument for me whatsoever. <laughs> All right, um, and then the one technique, Don Terry Poe. You don't see a a late Antoine Woods push to to get his spot back. Uh, I don't. Man. Is Antoine Woods on the football team? Like we don't do. I don't that's know. Sorry, you're talking about last answer week. this question. <laughs> yeah. Nobody knows. Like he's on the roster. He's like on the depth chart, but I like know. he's. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, man. Definitely weird. All right, so everybody's. I mean, again, I I don't see. I still think post starts. I do too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, right deep, right defensive end. This is where it gets a little tricky because. Right now, Tyron Crawford's probably going to be penciled in as the starter at right defensive end, but you do have Alden Smith and you do have Randy Gregory as possible options there as well. Um, you know, Randy Gregory is still technically suspended, so he's not on the active roster. 
Uh, Alden Smith is probably a guy who isn't going to be a starting caliber player right away, more of a rotational pass rusher. Is everybody going to put their vote in for Tyron Crawford for that starting spot? I think he'll start the season off there. The Jalen Jones man. Jalen Jones Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, Dorrance Armstrong slander or something. No, no, no. I, I, I think Tyrone's going to be going to be the starter, and I think that he should be. I, I said it the, the last episode when we were talking about the D-line. I really think losing him was a bigger deal than we made it out to be during the season. Yeah, and, and not even from a, on the field. No, just the, the yeah. having him right. as, a, as a leader. Right, you know, besides he, Tank and even maybe more than Tank, in some ways, Crawford is the leader of that defense. Yeah, I, I think I, I think he's just a safer option too with the yeah. uncertainty with Gregory and and, and Alden Smith. Kind of, you kind of know what you're getting with him. Right. Yeah, and, and you know, honestly, I've probably been a guy that's been like harder on Tyron Crawford than most, and I, I've never been the one that's been like, oh, he cut him, you know, save the money, like a lot of people on the internet are. But oh, I did that. Got, Oh, okay. Well, but but I've always kind of I've always kind of been a guy that's been like, yeah, he's a good player, but that's about all you're getting with him. Like you're gonna get four or five sacks a year. You know, he's he's gonna do his job, but don't expect a whole lot from him. Um, and I think that's what, like you guys said, like that's what you're gonna get from him, which which is fine, especially when you can put a guy like Alden Smith or Randy Gregory in on third downs where you can get a little bit more juice off the edge. So. Yeah, I would agree with you guys. Tyron Crawford should get the start there. That gives us our starting four on the defensive line. Uh, the linebackers is probably, you know, we kind of just talked about them, but we see Leighton Vander Esch, Jalen Smith, and Sean Lee as the three starters there. Anybody have any comments or concerns? Uh, I think you have two starters at linebacker. Well, you're probably um, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to make sure that we talked about that third cornerback spot and we weren't leaving them out. Well, let's do that. Let's do so, so I am curious with the two linebackers. Is it Jalen Smith and Leighton Vander Esch? Yeah. Yeah. It, it should, it be, should it be Jalen Smith and Leighton Vander Esch? Yeah, it has to be. Mm-hmm. At least to start. If, yeah, if, if Jalen can't get it done, <laughs> move him to defensive end, make that transition. <laughs> um, or, you know, traditional odd front outside linebacker, rush linebacker type guy. Yeah. That might honestly where he is best. I think uh, so. And, there, and there's nothing wrong with that. He's just he's good going in a straight line. He's good when he can predetermine his movements. Um, it's the reactionary athleticism that he still just kind of lacks because of that knee. Um, so yeah, I mean that that might be his best spot. But for now, he's going to be the Mike linebacker. All right, let's talk about these corners. And like you said, we'll talk about three of them. Um, they're going to play a ton of snaps out of nickels, so you're going to have three cornerbacks on the field for a a large percentage of the defensive snaps this year. Um, and this one's where it gets tricky because you have a ton of different options, Shadobe Awuzie, Jordan Lewis, Anthony Brown, uh, Trayvon Diggs, Reggie Robinson, Maurice Kennedy. You know, there's there's a bunch of different options here that we need to talk about. Um Let's let's get the two boundary guys out of the way. Um, who who do you guys think is going to be the starters on the boundary this year? I think uh, you're going to be looking at Cheeto Cheeto Bay Awuzie, and uh, on the other side, I, I do think that you end up getting Trevon Diggs or Trayvon Diggs. Um, yeah, I, I think, think so when too. yeah, I mean, I just think when you make that investment, uh, I think that you're going to mm-hmm. at least try him. Uh, at the beginning of the season, and if he just doesn't get it, he just doesn't get it. Um, yeah. I don't think that'll be the case. 
Um, but you do also have Anthony Brown who can play that outside spot um, if you don't want to throw Trayvon to the, the, the Wolves, um, which would make slot a lot easier to choose from uh, between those, you know, two guys that we'll talk about. But, yeah, I, I think it'll be end up being Diggs and Awuzier still. Cole, are you in agreement with that? Yeah, I think he that, That's what I hope it, That's mm-hmm. what I hope it is because I've seen Anthony Brown out on the boundary far too often and that is He's better in the slot. Yeah. Like a lot better. Yeah, yeah, he's better <laughs> sure. But mm-hmm. um all right, let's talk about this nickel corner. Um it's going to come down between Anthony Brown, the guy we we're just talking about and Jordan Lewis. Um and this is going to be, you know, a pretty controversial topic, I think, because I think a lot of people are going to say Jordan Lewis, but I'm going to say that Anthony Brown is the better player in the nickel. Yeah, I think he starts there as well. So Mike Nolan wants turnovers, right? Yeah. They've been they've been preaching it. So they've been emphasizing. Dude, at the end of the day, Jordan Lewis, I love the dude. I think he's got a fantastic personality. He's a dog. He's a killer. Um, but he just gets beat more often than you'd like. Um, mm-hmm. I do think that Anthony Brown is the better corner at the end of the day, but – Jordan Lewis, we don't call him ball god for nothing. Like, he, he does create turnovers. Um, and so, you know what, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that he ends up being the starter. I know that I get voted voted off the island by you two here, but, you know, it's uh, it's a risk I'm willing to, to take. And, you, and you're pretty much just taking that for the turnover aspect, all right? Yeah, like that's you're, it. I, you're, you're pretty much admitting that you probably think Anthony Brown's probably the better cover guy. Yeah. But from a turnover perspective, you're seeing, you know, the emphasis of turnovers being, you know, more more yeah. of a priority this year. So then they're going to yeah, go with we'll, Lewis. We'll know if they're we'll know if they're BSing us or not when yeah. when they name the the starter in the slot. Yeah. Yeah, and that's fine. I mean, like I said, I think. I think we're on the same page, but I understand yeah. where you're coming from as well. Because, and I'm interested to see how they do that because you're you're kind of already taking that gamble with Trayvon Diggs because you're kind of maybe maybe an NFL coach would say let's put the veteran Anthony Brown out on the field over the rookie because of the coverage ability. But they're pro- we're, we're talking about them doing the opposite probably for that same reason because of the ability to play the ball because of the ability to create turnovers. So maybe they'll maybe they'll use that same logic on the boundary and then take the safer player in the nickel and and they could go that route as well. But but like I said, it's it's probably I don't even know if you'd it, it might be a fifty fifty chance right now which one of those players wins that job. So that's going to come down to training camp, come down to the preseason if we get one, and then, you know, just who, whoever plays the best. It'll, it'll be a healthy competition because if one or the other isn't playing up to par, then uh, the other guy's going to be taking over a job. All right, let's get into these safeties, and then we will be out of your hair. Uh, we feel pretty confident. Is it Jamal Adams walking in the door before the season gets started, or are we going with HaHa and Xavier Woods as our two safeties? Do you think they make a move? I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, I, I think I think that the like the move for a safety could happen. I'm not yeah. saying it's for Jamal Adams, mm-hmm. but I think if there's a move to be had, it's at that position. Um, yeah. I don't see it being. A, you know, some people have been talking about wide receivers on Twitter this 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 week, or 
you know, offensive lineman or whatever. I think you're, you know, Davion Clowney has been brought up, but I think if there's a big move made before the start of the season, I think it's for a, a safety. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I don't think that they're going into the season with a, you know, we need to go get a safety. I think they'd be totally fine playing Ha-Ha Clinton-Dix and Xavier Woods at safety. But I think if the Jamal Adams sweepstakes keeps, you know, coming up and he keeps demanding a trade that maybe mm-hmm. they'll look into it. I don't know. Yeah. What, do you, what do you think, Dalton? I don't know. I, I never know. <laughs> I, I don't think they're going to. Yeah. I mean, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't I believe bet on them doing it, but I, I think if – I think that that's the only thing I could see happening. I think there's a possibility, but I think I don't think they actually do pull the trigger on that. Yeah, I mean, I, like we all know, I think the price is going to have to come way down for that to happen. Yeah. You know, if if maybe they could just send a first round pick, maybe they they would do that. But I just I don't know. I don't know. They don't. Yeah. They haven't shown. You know, they did it with Amari Cooper, so I can't say that so much, but they haven't shown that willingness to really take those big, high-risk, high-reward, yeah. um, you know, shots. But uh, I agree. What about, what about kick returner and punt returner? And kicker! What about kicker? <laughs> what do you mean? That's, that's special teams. That's, I, thought that, I thought that was going to be a 35-minute podcast next week. Oh, okay. <laughs> let's, let's talk about that. We know who the punter is going to be. They have no punter competition. Chris Jones, unfortunately, they should have brought in someone else this year. Um, you know, Chris Jones is going to be the punter, but we'll finish up the podcast talking about the kicker since that is uh, that's going to be a big competition too between Kai Forbath and um, Greg Zerline. So um, I'll ask you guys who Dalton, who do you have making the roster as a starting kicker? Greg the leg makes some serious money, so uh, I think that's your guy. Yeah. I think he has a connection to the staff. I think yep. he's more proven. Uh, I know Forbath finished the season pretty strong relatively and everything, but I just think Zerline's going to be the guy at the end of the day. I'm going to go with Forbath, even though, like Dalton said earlier, I'm voted off the island. But um, <laughs> I just think, you know, I think he uh, he finished off the season really strong. Yeah. I think if anything about this organization is that the front office has a somewhat of a control over who makes it and who doesn't at the end of the day, and maybe they, you know, maybe they'll see a guy that kind of saved them at the end of the year, um, even though it was way too late. They should have done that move six weeks before they did. But uh, the only reason I think they had a real shot at the end of the year there was to get into the playoffs is because they found a kicker that could actually hit some of those kicks. So yeah. maybe they'll they'll show some loyalty to the guy that came in and helped them at the end of the year. But but like you guys you guys made good points about the the money and then also the ties to uh, John's Bones Fossil. Um, that's that's going to be big at the end of the day who he feels comfortable with. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I can see that. You brought it up, and we'll bring it up too, even though it's not really defense, but I guess it's more defense than offense. Kick returner. Um, yeah. What do you guys see happening there? Because Tavon Austin is currently not on the roster. Um, Jordan Lewis has done some kick returning in the past, but just never seemed to be a good option there. Yeah. Who do you guys see? Is, is CeeDee Lamb going to get some opportunities as a kick and punt returner? I mean, uh, I would yeah. personally like that, but I still know if they want to, if they want to risk getting injured and all that kind of stuff, because I think they're going to rely on him a little bit, at least a receiver. But I mean, there's not really many options that kick returner. It seems like Tony Pollard didn't really 
show much. Um, you, you weren't really confident in him returning kicks. Jordan Lewis hasn't shown much. It's going to be interesting. Um, I mean, I would like to see CD, but I just don't know if that's a realistic possibility for the coaching staff. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be Sir Tony Pollard, uh, yeah. who's going to end up being the kick returner at the end of the day. Um, man, I would love to see CD return punts. Yeah. I wish they would just pull. That'd be fun. Um, I wish they would just pull me in a Madden and go find the guy on the street with like a 99 speed rating <laughs> and just teach him how to do it. Exactly. That's, that's all I do in Madden is just put the <laughs> fastest guy. That way he catches it and runs. Catches it and runs. You just got to find that hole and go. Yep. Uh-huh. Well, that is all we got for today. Uh, we are down to the last show on these reviews. We got quarterbacks and running backs that we're going to talk about next week. Uh, we're going to go through and do the same thing with the quarterbacks and running backs and then go through the offense, give you our start in 11, um, and talk about our expectations. Um, before we go, we're going to sign off. We, I do want to get, get, give you guys the chance. Do you guys think that this defense is going to be improved from last year? Or are they going to struggle more than they did last year? They lost some big names in Byron Jones, Robert Quinn, but I think that you could maybe look at the coaching staff uh, additions and maybe see some guys uh, with with the takeaways that could give you some hope that they could be uh, a little bit improved. So I'm going to give you guys the opportunity to talk about if this defense of 2020 is going to be improved or if it's going to take another step back. Cole, I'll start with you. Yeah, um, obviously – Losing Byron Jones and even Robert Quinn's pass rushing ability, all that kind of stuff hurts um, to a certain degree. I mean, especially Byron, saw that uncertainty in the secondary. But I still don't know how the defense can't at least be a little bit improved when you factor in all the coaching changes. Um, I believe uh, Mike Nolan will be an, will be um, an upgrade. I believe um, Jim Tomsula will do wonderful things with the D line. I think all in all, I mean, they won't have, like, they won't be elite across the board or anything, but I do think they're emphasizing turnovers, and I do think the coaching's going to be better. So I do think overall the defense will be improved from they were from what they were in 2019. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I don't think they're going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, in a couple of ways, I think that they're going to probably give up more points. Uh, I think they'll give up more big plays overall. Um, but they're going to have more turnovers. And they might create more points for the offense. So I don't know how to quantify that, whether they're better or worse. I think that they're simply they're, they're, they're going to be better in some ways and worse in others. And uh, it sounds yeah. like a waffle, um, but I guess – if you're looking at it from a pure, you know, points perspective, I, I think they give up more points most likely. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think that I think just from a coverage standpoint, they're going to struggle. And, and I don't think Cheetos as bad as a lot of people make them out to be. Um, I don't think you know. I don't think the coverage is going to be quite as bad. But I just think you're going to miss Byron Jones. You're going to miss that yeah. consistent coverage on one side of the field. You're gonna you're gonna see the the Cheetos and the Trayvon Diggs's and the Anthony Browns, Jordan Lee, you're going to see those guys get picked on a little bit more, I think. And I think you'll see, you know, some of the games that we saw last year where it just felt like you couldn't, you know, it might not be chunk plays, it might not be, you know, big plays, but you just couldn't get a stop. They were just consistently getting those six to seven yard, you know, pickups uh, through the air and moving the ball with ease. And I think that, like Dalton said, that it's going to lead to more points um, and it's going to it's going to lead to closer games. 
I'm hope I'm wrong. I'm hoping Trayvon Diggs comes in and you know is able to create some turnovers, be able to clean up some of his coverage um, issues that he had at Alabama. Um, and I think maybe maybe some of the pressure from this defensive line, you know, putting an emphasis on um, you know the defensive line, the Gerald McCoys, Don Terry Pose, maybe getting some more pressure on the quarterback can help some of the coverage issues. So. That's all we got for today. We'll be back next week to talk some more offense, you know, the fun side of the ball. But uh, that's all we got for today. We appreciate everyone listening. Again, make sure you're subscribed to the Blogging the Boy podcast feed on all your podcast platforms. We appreciate everyone so much for listening. This is Talking the Star. We'll see you guys next time.